Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. Well, not on this podcast. I'm just Josh on this podcast. And with my brother Jeff, I'm still a coach, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm outside of my element. Yeah, I'm no, Josh. you're good. You're good. Well, I hope everyone's doing exceptionally well. As everyone is coming into the live feed, I want to make sure I talk to those who are watching later or listening later. I want to say thank you all so much for joining us on the Way Out podcast. It's our goal to help you fi- help you find your way out through the way, the truth, and the life who is Jesus Christ. And that's our goal is to talk about different topics that we believe um, uh, um, inspired by the Holy Spirit and led by the Holy Spirit um, so that you guys can really understand the word of God, be uh, uh, inspired by it and fall in love with it, not fall in love, but grow in love with it and fellowship with the Holy Spirit so that you all can fulfill exploits on behalf of God's kingdom. So as everyone's coming in live, I want to say thank you for watching all those who's watching later, those who listening later, we pray and we believe this podcast will be a blessing to you. But Jeff, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing good, man. It's good to be back. Uh, yeah. We've been for a few weeks. We're about to start our weekly uh, thing. And we're, we were just talking about that before we got on live about how excited we are because we know that, listen, this world... <laughs> is going in a way that uh, is no secret to Christians because we see what's going on according to the word of God. And uh, mm-hmm. so we're excited to be able to provide that way out because Jesus really is the truth, the way, and the life. And that is the most exciting thing to me. But um, yeah, I'm doing great, man. How have you been? Man, I've been doing well, man. Sorry, last week, y'all, man, I had food poisoning. And and I, I don't think I've had that kind of attack on my body by the enemy in years. Yeah. Yeah, it was the enemy. Yeah. The enemy knows who's like <laughs> my top three best friends of all time. My stomach. My stomach has been there with me uh, through thick and thin. And I love my stomach. And when my stomach is not happy, man, I'm not happy. And so, but but thank God that I'm 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 well. And and one thing about stomach virus, it didn't take my appetite. I was still hungry, but I was I had to walk in wisdom. Yeah. You just can't eat with a stomach virus, not stomach virus, but uh food poisoning, but still. Um but yeah, I'm a whole lot better, man. And so, like Jeff said, our goals are this every week, and we will do it every week, Lord willing. And um, so make sure you guys follow us on uh, Facebook and and all that good stuff. And uh, it's the Way Out Podcast. And I promise we're going to have our own audio platform pretty soon. Um, and so you guys can be able to listen exclusively with the Way Out Podcast um, and all that good stuff. So um, let's get right into it, man. Anything else on your heart you want to talk to the people first, man? No, I'm I'm excited to hear what you, what we're gonna be talking about, and um, I'll give it to you, man. All right, Mama says, "Good evening, happy to see you both of you. Happy to see you too now." Hey, Mom. It's good to see you. Rose Purple's in the building. Thank you so much. We're glad to be here. I'm glad you're yep. here. I'm glad you're here. We're here too. Queen M says, "Good evening. Thank you for watching." Aries, hey, Coach and Jeff, what's going on, hey. Aries? Uh, Whit- uh, Whitney says, "Good evening, guys." In the middle of class, in this podcast, is the same. Hey, listen. Hey, just don't get caught. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, you'll be all right. Just don't get caught, but you, yeah. you, you're going to get the yeah. word. You're going to get the word today. Uh, hey, from Jamaica, thank you for watching, Jay oh, Miller. That's awesome. Love, thank you for watching. Jay Miller says, love this ministry. God gets the glory. We're glad that it's a resource for you all. But Amen. in a day of life for the family, man, our topic today for the fellas and the ladies who uh, are in their lives is love is much more than just a noun. Love is a verb. Um, now, in order for us to act out love as a verb, we must know love as a noun. How can we walk in love unless we're walking with love? And as men, it is very paramount that we know God and love God and desire God more than even our women and children, for we are the examples. And I think as men, 
we have to make sure um, that that our lives surround our relationship with God, not the other way around. That we really are hungry and thirsting after righteousness. That we desire um, um, to see our families and our legacy um, fulfilled in, in a Christ-centered manner. And so, we want to make sure we encourage men to assess um, their their walking with love. Um, because if if you if you're not walking with love, the love that you do will be shallow. The love that you act out, quote unquote, in verb form would not be enough to be able to keep the stability of a woman, to maintain the, the joy and the character and the confidence of children, or to, to be that um, role model or support um, to those who's looking on to you uh, as, as, that, as that walking and living epistle. And so it's very essential, very important um, that we endeavor to walk with God. We should never be in a place where we hide ourselves like Adam and have to hear the words from God, where are you? Wow. And the question that I have for you all today, fellas, is where are you? Yeah. Where are you? If are you are you walking with God in the cool of the day? Are you with him? Are you in fellowship with him? Or are you hiding behind the trees of entrepreneurship? Are you hiding behind the trees of business? Are you hiding behind the trees of, of private sins? Like what tree are you hiding from? See, see, in order in order to um, ensure that we don't hide, we got to be by his side, because one thing about walking with God, we know that he's loving, that he's a gracious God, that he's a kind God, that he forgives us. And that level of grace, when it when it wraps itself as a wet, wet blanket over our shoulders, we won't feel heavy. We'll feel secure because we know that he is the only one that's in, that will enable us not to fall. He's the only one that will enable us to be the men uh, that we are able. Like me and Jeff told y'all plenty of times, we didn't have a vivid picture of a father in the home. Being a husband is a supernatural thing. Being a father is a supernatural thing. A lot of people aspire for these titles, but don't want to do the function. A husband is more than just a title, it's a function. A, 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 a father is more than just a noun. It's a verb. A man of God is more than just a noun. That word, that word has been diluted for the last couple of decades, Jeff. We don't even know what a man of God is anymore. See, not a man in God, but a man of God. Of means I'm not just in this thing. I am biologically, spiritually of that thing. That's right. And so we as men have to make sure that, that we are more hungry and don't get me wrong, typically when I coach people or talk to people, it seems like the woman is typically more spiritual because I think it's hard for the man to find their identity in God when we were made from the ground. You know what I'm saying? We are we're, we like to be in the field, we like to be in our field of study, field of, of, of function. But we got to make sure that God's our source and that he's the one that we gain our identity from um, so that we're able to say, you know what? Nah, God is who I desire. And I love what Jesus said, Jeff, when after Jesus was with the woman at the well, right? Right. And they just finished their conversation. And she ran off to her village. Mm -hmm. The disciples came over perplexed because it was like, how can a teacher be sitting with a woman? Because in, in Jewish, in that culture, the, the teachers didn't enter, uh, um, didn't have conversations with women. Yeah. Right. And so when they came, they were thinking that, OK, what was the dealings between Jesus and this woman? And uh, and then there was like, I I don't want to question Jesus because Jesus I don't want I don't, you know when you're a disciple I'm sure the disciples like I don't want you want to think nothing because if I think it he'll know it you know what I'm saying and so they had a they had a box of bojangles They're like Jesus you want you want a leg a thigh or a wing or a breast which one you want 
And Jesus was like, man, no, the, my will, uh, my will is more than food. My will, oh, my, my, what do you say? Uh, my food is to do the will of the father. Yes, that's right. See what I'm saying? I think that should be the, it's crazy how our businesses are healthy. Our entrepreneurial endeavors are healthy. Our hobbies are healthy. But everything that needs a strong man of God spiritually is depleted. And so that's why we want to want you to really assess, am I really loving the people around me the way they should be loved? Because I'm telling you, if you're a few miles behind God or a few miles ahead of God, you're not going to be able to walk in love with others. The goal for us as men is not to be even a couple of steps ahead of him or a couple of steps behind him, but keep it in step with the spirit of God. That's what I got so far, Jeff. No, man, that's so good. I mean, that's what I was going to say is that until you're fully surrendered, you'll never be able to love like Jesus loves. And here's why I say that, because a lot of times the world has deceived us into thinking that love is a feeling. Mm. And so whenever the feeling isn't there, the action doesn't follow it. Mm. But the Bible doesn't say that because when God looked down on wickedness and the hearts of men that were dark, it wasn't his feeling that pushed him to send his son. No. He did it because love is an action, because of who he is. So, you know, practically, you may not feel like loving somebody when they're not lovable. Mm. But the Bible says that you're supposed to love even your enemy. Wow, that's real. So even when they're not lovable, that doesn't matter. Meaning the qualification of someone receiving my love is not based on how I feel, but on the existence of God operating in my life. Meaning I love because I belong to God, not because of how I feel. That's real. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people dealing with bitterness, unforgiveness, all of those are things that will lead you to get into your emotions and into your feelings. And I think that, you know, the deception is that, oh, well, it's just women that deal with the emotional side. And that's not true. Mm. Men have emotions as well. We just carry it differently and we approach it differently. But the Bible clearly states or teaches us over and over again that if Jesus had done based on what he felt, remember he was in the garden, is he? Yeah. And he said, Lord, if it be your will, Mm. can you let this cup pass for me? Because I don't feel like going through what I'm going through, what I'm about to do. I don't feel like it. What did he say? Nevertheless, action, thy will be done. Hmm. Because love for Jesus was an action. And for the world, it can be an emotion. But for him, thank God, it was an action. That It was, it, it was, it was a, a verb and not just a noun. And so uh, I think that's so important. I, I really uh, hope that the men that are watching and the women that are watching are understanding what we're saying, Hezzy, because I think you laid it out perfectly that, you know, when we love, it's not because of how we feel, because not everybody is lovable. No. But, um, you know, Paul the Apostle was not lovable. But but God looked down. And, you know, you know, as I was thinking about that the other day, and I'll end with this. God looked down. Remember when he said when he said, I have to go show him what great things he must suffer for me. Wow. I thought I thought to myself, my God, he looked down on Paul and said, I have to break him because I'm going to use him like I've never used anybody before. But I've got to break him first. Let me tell you something. When you when God is breaking us, you think that feels good? But he does it because he loves us. 
and he wants us to see us progress. So even whenever we're in the midst of our, our foolishness, Christ still loved us because it's not a feeling. And it's unfortunate, Jeff, how people want God's tender love, but not his tough love. Mm -hmm. Because many of us don't understand what love requires. See, mm -hmm. God foresee. That's why I love the scripture that says, for the joy that was set before him, he yeah. endured the cross, despised and shame. That's right. In order for us to truly love the unlovable, joy must be our default setting. Yes. For the joy that we want to see in a person, for the joy that we want to see in our marriage, for the joy that we want to see in this life, we will endure. That's why it calls it long suffering. You notice when they say the fruit of the spirit, Jeff, it didn't say the fruits of the spirit as in plural, it says fruits of the spirit singular. And what that means is that you can't function in one thing without the other. How can yeah. I really function in love if there's no long suffering? How yeah. can I be long suffering if there's no joy? How can That's I really be kind if I'm blinded by my pursuit of joy? So what we have to understand is that in order for us to have the self-control, let me pull up the fruits of the spirit because I want to show, and I've said yeah. this, I said this video before, I said this in the video before, um, but uh, I want to make sure people understand uh, what, what I feel I think will help us when it comes to actually doing love as a verb, right, Jeff? <clears throat> let me pull this up real quick. I'm going to delete. I'm a, um, uh, how do I stop sharing this screen? Okay. All right. Let me pull this up. And of course, we know what this scripture is. Um, yep. man, where is that? Galatians. Here we go. Yep. All right. Here we go. It says, of, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing, there is no law. Right? All right. When I was spending time with God, I was a few months ago, and I looked at this verse a little bit deeper, Jeff, right? And yeah. the ultimate, the ultimate love, uh, the ultimate way love can really be expressed is if there's self-control. That's right. I'm self-controlled against my enemy. I'm self-controlled when it comes to me in private. I'm self-controlled. Now, <clears throat> let's break this formula down. It says, but the fruit of the spirit, fruit, singular, the fruit of the spirit, not the fruit, not the deeds of the flesh. The, this chapter uh, contrasts the two. It's not the fruit of the flesh because the fruit of the flesh is very profitable, Jeff. I mean, yeah. I can develop skill. Skill is a, is a fruit of discipline. I can mm -hmm. be disciplined after a particular uh, um, desired outcome in life. But if it's not uh, rooted in Christ, then I really won't birth anything for eternity for sake, right? Yeah. It, it's like whenever you're a great basketball player, but you cheat on your wife, you were great yeah. at doing the sport, but you didn't have a good marriage because you were disciplined in one area, but not another. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's almost like a quarter of the tree is bearing fruit, but not the whole tree. Right. But it says, but the fruit of the spirit is first love. And I looked at this, Jeff, and I was like, have we ever noticed that these words were particularly selected in order? Yeah. In order for me, in order for me to be self-controlled, I must be gentle. Right. In order for me to be gentle, I have to be faithful. In order for me to be faithful, I must understand goodness. I must have goodness in me, right? In yes. order for there to be the fruit of goodness, I have to be kind. In order for me to be kind, I have to be patient. In order for me to have patience, I must have peace. In order for me to have peace, I must have joy. In order for me right. to have joy, I must know that I'm loved. Amen. When yeah, I'm loved so by God. When I recognize that he is love and that he loves me, it then breaks up all that resentment and bitterness in me. And now I find my place of joy. See, self-control is a strength. Being gentle is a strength. Being faithful is a strength. Doing good is a strength. Being kind takes strength. 
being patient takes strength. All those other words are, are action words, right? The right. first three words are disposition words that right. when I know that I am love, I now have joy. When I mm -hmm. have joy, then I naturally have a peace. different perspective and I now have peace. Peace yeah. comes from perspective. Perspective mm. comes from knowing that I'm loved. When we work from love, we are working with from confidence, with confidence, right? right. So when right. love, when I know that I'm loved and, and God's presence, what I seek after more than anything, therefore now I'm in a place of joy. I yeah. can't be moved. Which, and if I can't be moved, that means I'm in a state of peace. Peace now leads me to now be patient because right. I understand God is in control. When I'm patient, Jeff, when I'm patient, when we're patient, we're a little bit more kind, right? Right. That's right. And I mean, you, you see that you see that with your wife and with your kids. Right. Yeah. When you're patient with them, you come off <clears throat> as more kind. That's right. You come off more as more kind. And then when mm -hmm. you're kind, you naturally do good things. Right. Well, the byproduct of kindness is goodness. Now, goodness, when you are in a rhythm of doing good, you end up being faithful. That's right. And once you're faithful. Now you're at a place of gentleness because now you see that I the reason why you must be faithful, the reason why you must be long suffering, etc. So you know you got to be faithful to your wife, and in, in that process, you know that gentleness is what makes her blossom, right? And then you have the strength of self-control. And so That's what right. we're saying is, is that the main, I wouldn't say the main fruit, but one of the main uh byproducts of love is the ability to have self-control. Amen. And so we want to challenge men everywhere and the women that love them is to assess uh, um, your, your walking with love yeah. and knowing that, like Jeff said, what did you say, Jeff? You said love. Um, man, what did you say? I said uh, about love being uh, an action, not a feeling. Yes. Yeah. Facts over feelings, man. Yeah. Those right. not Jeff, Jeff, we understand you understand this in ministry. Yep. When a person fully understands the attributes of God, they can act on behalf of God. That's right. Because they fully understand the character of God. Right. So when you find yourself in a tribulation or in a trial, because you know God is faithful, you naturally count it all joy. Right. Patient yep. in tribulation. Right. Because you fully understand who he is. So facts over feelings, faith over feelings, because feelings will have you acting like a fool, man. I mean, as the, I'll just, I'll just, and my part with this about that, you know, this morning yeah. I woke up, I woke up and the Lord was like, lift your hands. Mm -hmm. And I like begin to praise me, meaning I was tired and I didn't feel like doing anything, but I just began to lift my hands and the glory came into the room because when God is praised, yeah. every single thing else flees. And it's like, it's like when I praise him, I, I don't do it always when I feel like it. I do it because he's worthy. Yeah. It's an action. And so, yeah, man, I think this yeah. is. Yeah, because you're not going to. Listen, man, let, that's let, a great revelation that you gave. Bro, yeah. let's tell the people, you're not going to always want to be a husband. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not going to always, I'm sure Jeff doesn't always want to be a dad or a father. I don't always. Sometimes I, I, I want to. I want to drop him off at the park, run. run, And then about time yeah. you two steps, you turn back around. One step was you taking off. The other step was you turning around. Because that's exactly. love. I was, just, I was just kidding. You know right. how many times that the, the covers are pulled up to my neck and I'm reaching out for the lamp to cut it off and my right. wife turns over and says and starts talking? Do you think I want to, do you think I want to listen all the time? No. Do you but think because that, you love her, you listen. 
you listen. And love, love doesn't mean perfection. Love is a grace. Like, like you're gonna you're gonna make facial expressions. You're gonna you're gonna look like you not want to do it. And sometimes yeah. people get confused and be like, well, you didn't perfectly show me love. No, my I did it. And my mm-hmm. frustration of me not wanting to got in the way. Jesus, even the guards, that's the, what Jeff said. That's love. Right. The man was sweating drops of blood. Right. He said, if it be thy will. Now, he knew the will. But you know how you are when you're in that moment. If it be thy will. Is there another way, Father? Is there another way? If it be thy will, take this cup from me. But thank God he didn't put a period right there and walked out the garden. He said, not my will, but thine will. I'm pretty sure he had Jesus had a face on him. Bro, I don't want to die for these people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm dying for this whole world, and you mean to tell me 80 point something percent of them won't even accept me? Mm-hmm. He didn't die for a huge percentage. No, and people don't understand that when Jesus died, yes, his blood paid for everything. I gave the analogy to my, my 10th grade Bible class. It was like uh, one kid was like, one kid came to him, Jeff, and was like, So if Jesus died for the sins of the whole world, that means the whole world is saved. Nope. I said, This is what you I said, This is what you tell that young person. I said, if I paid, because it was after the Super Bowl, it was yesterday, Monday. I said, yeah. if 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 I paid for a, a a thousand people to go to the Super Bowl, but only 10 showed up, I but if they accepted the invitation, they would have came, they would have came to the Super Bowl. Right. But but that just because I paid for a thousand and a thousand to show up doesn't mean that all those thousand people went Are to the Super Bowl. Get the They're gonna get That's the benefits. They're gonna get the benefits. And so right. Jesus. Jesus' blood, by it being God's blood, him being God, right, cleaned the remission of the entire world. So that no right. one could be without excuse that Jesus didn't welcome, didn't give everyone an opportunity to come to him. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's like if I gave you soap, if you don't use it, you're still going to be dirty. You're still going to be dirty. I can put it right next to you. You can stare at it. But if you don't apply it, nothing changes. And one thing about God, fam, when it comes to people think that God's going to be sad. Oh, the whole world didn't come to come to me. No, God's a realist. When I uh, Jeff, when you go to your child's school to pick pick your sons up, do you pick up the whole school or just your sons? Just my sons. <laughs> when, and only Trump, my sons. And only my sons. When that Trump said, it don't matter if little little nuke nuke come out. It don't matter <laughs> if if Brady comes out. It don't matter if 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 a uh, Sue little Susie comes out and be like, and on the curb, you ain't gonna pick them up. They ain't yours. Not you, ain't, you ain't gonna feel bad. You're gonna be like, where are your parents? Or they're they're gonna say, Will you can I come with you? And I'll be like, I don't know you. I don't ooh. exactly. I don't know you. Who's fine? So you can't you? come with me. I'm sorry you can't because I'm not about to be arrested for kidnapping. Yeah. God ain't a kidnapper. Oh, God ain't no kidnapper, fam. He only comes right. for his. Listen, listen. He said, man, many of that day will say, Lord, Lord, have I not cast out demons in your name? Have I not done all these things in my name? And he said, she's going to look them dead in the eyes and says, depart me from me. I never knew you, but they knew about him. There's a difference between knowing God and knowing about no, yeah, knowing him versus knowing about him. That's man, our message today. <laughs> man, well, let's get right into it. Yeah. We, we, no, we no. Labor, labored on this point long enough. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to go uh, kind of the, the subject today that we're talking about is uh, religion versus a relationship. 
um, and, and as he put, or both, because there is a religion that is, is true and that is good. And so we're going to be reading from John chapter eight. It is a lot of verses. So I'm going to kind of just go through it and then we're going to go back through our notes kind of like that. But uh, Jesus is telling a story and to me, stories never feel long. So we're just going to kind of go through it and uh, starting in verse 37. So if you guys have your Bibles with you, otherwise look up on the screen. Um, we're in John chapter eight, verses 37 through 59. So he says, I know that you are offspring of, of Abraham. He's, he's speaking to the religious leaders of the day. And he said, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I, I know as it is going to be hard not to preach while we're reading it. I'm going to try not to because, but it, but we might have to do that. But it, it, because, because here's the thing, Ezzy and I both understand that religion is a very touchy subject. We know that many people have gone to hell because of false religion. Uh, I'm talking about even religion inside of Christianity or Judaism, which, which is the case in, in this instance, right? Where it was a false religious system, but no relationship. And so uh, there is a religion that is good, and we'll get into that. Uh, and that's the religion that God desires. But uh, there's a religion that he, he does not uh, get into. So he says, he says, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. Mm. I speak of what I have seen with my father and you do what you have heard from your father. They answered him, Abraham is our father, Jesus said to them. If you were, and listen to what Jesus says, Ezzy. If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. Now I, I will pause there for a minute. Let me let me read just a, a little, a, a point, make a point right there. If you were children of Abraham, you would do the works of Abraham, right? In other words, you would you would produce the same harvest that Abraham produced. For instance, Ezzy, an apple tree can only produce apples, right? That's, that's right. That's the only thing it can produce. And Jesus is showing them that if they came from Abraham, they would be producing the exact same fruit that Abraham was because they would be plugged into the same tree. Wow. Yep. Right? But Abraham, so Abraham had a relationship with God, so he produced fruit that came out of his intimacy with Christ. The religious leaders of Jesus's day were producing fruit that was a result of the religious system that they were plugged into. And, and Jesus even goes so far as to say that, that, that they're doing the works of their father because that's who they have a relationship with. Who is the devil? Because the devil doesn't care about religion. He doesn't care how successful someone is in religion. As a matter of fact, as he'll try to elevate people all the way to the top as long as he keeps them from a relationship with Christ. That's, That's the right. only thing he cares about. He wants to distance them from their intimacy with Christ, which is the only thing that Jesus uh, cares about. And maybe later on, we'll get into John chapter 15, where he talks about being the vine. But anyway, so where, where do we leave off? But they answered him, Abraham is, is our father. Jesus said to them, uh, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works that Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what this is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. 
They said to him, we were not born of immorality or fornication is actually another uh, version because remember, they're sort of accusing Jesus, yep. I believe, because he 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 came from Mary, who was a virgin. But remember, she got pregnant before they were even, you know, and they're like, what's going on? Are, are you being born out of wedlock? So they're they're accusing him, right? They're, they're looking at, at where he came from and saying, hey, we're not like you. We didn't come from somebody who's sleeping around or doing stuff outside of her husband, right? Because I'm sure that was a rumor that was going around. He said, it, 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 uh, but he said, so they said, we were not born of sexual immorality or fornication. We have one father, even God. Now listen, he said, Jesus said to them, if you, if God were your father, you would love me for I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot hear or bear to hear my word. My God, please let Jesus never say you couldn't bear to hear it mm. because your hearts are so hardened. It says you are you are of, a, of your father, the devil, and you and your will is to do your father's desires. Wow. Listen to what he says. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do the do your father's desires. Now, listen to what he says in the next sentence, because remember, nothing's happened yet, but he knows what's going to happen. And as he what does he say? He said he was a murderer from the beginning. Why does he say that? Because he knows that they want to kill him. Yep. Remember, they don't care about Jesus. And we'll get into this in a minute or I'm going to start preaching. But remember, they let Barabbas, who was a murderer, go free. For Jesus, who was doing miracles, and they couldn't find any sin in him. You see what I'm saying? So listen, listen but we'll get in that in a second. So he says, you have your father the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth, truth in him. So when somebody tells you that the devil comes to you with half truths and all this kind of stuff, no, the Bible says there is no truth in him whatsoever. Now, he may package it up under half truths and present it in a certain way. But the Bible says that he himself, and like as you were talking about earlier, the fruits of the spirit, the devil doesn't have the fruits of the spirit. He doesn't have self-control. He doesn't have patience. He has none of those things. He doesn't have truth in him. There is no truth in him. When he lies, listen to what it says. He speaks out of his own character or out of his own resources, it says. For he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. And I'm going to get into that in a second. But because I tell the truth, not the miracles I did, not the fact that I'm living holy, but because I told you the truth, I'm going to talk about that later, but it's because Jesus is touching the idol that they're worshiping. Man. Jesus is touching right now. He's touching the idol that they're worshiping. Listen, he says, but because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is because you are not of God. So, you you, you know, you have to remember. It's like going into a cemetery and preaching to dead people. Yep. Go in and scream at dead people and talk to them and ask them what they have for dinner and see if you get a single response. You're not going to because they're dead. He's preaching to dead men, okay? And so because God is not on the inside of them, they cannot hear. So I'm going to finish this, like I said, and I'll go back to the notes. The Jews answered him, are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Did you see what just happened? It's crazy. 
they accused Jesus of having a demon because he told them the truth. Sound familiar? Jesus mm. answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. Wow. There is one who seeks it and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died and the prophets died? How, who do you make yourself out to be? Listen what Jesus says. Mm. If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. Remember, that's all they do is glorify themselves. That's yeah. all they do. And that's all religion will ever do. It will glorify all of its rituals, all of its systems. It will glorify the beauty of its churches. It will glorify the robes that you're wearing. It will always put your attention back on man and away from God. It will always do that. False religion will always do that. He said, but if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do not. But I do know him and I keep his word. Your now listen to what he says. My God, your <laughs> father, Abraham, rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. <laughs> your father, Abraham, rejoiced that he would see my day. How could he know? Because before I, before he was, I am. Listen, mm. he says. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Or I will be who I will be. I, before I was, I am. He's saying, I am God. I was there when Abraham was trusting in me to bring it to pass the word and the promise that I gave over his life. So don't tell me that you come from Abraham because I was there whenever he walked in faith toward me and believed the promise that I gave him. I was there. He trusted me. You're not of him. So they picked, so they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. So now I'm going to get into some points, but my God, man, th listen. Whew, Ezzy, this is good. It's hard not to preach yeah. whenever you read the scripture, right? That, that, that'll, <laughs> take about, that'll take about four and a half months to break that text down. Man. Exactly. And I can't, we can't break it all down, but I'm going to get into some, some uh, yeah. notes and me and Ezra kind of go back and forth. Because uh, yeah. that, you know, I think that will bless people the most. Because to me, and Ezzy and I were talking about this. You know, a lot of people don't know how to go through the scripture and really look at it and, and allow it to, to uh, uh, like as he has said, marinate on the inside to really change uh, who you are. And that's kind of our endeavor whenever we do this. We're taking you through the scripture, but but we, we want you to come along with us and for God to be able to speak to you personally. And then you go back and study the scriptures for yourself to see if what we said was true. Right. That's right. So 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 um, we talked about the fruit. Right. And so. Uh, uh, but, but, but so, so those, those religious leaders, they were in error. And, and in the beginning of, of the, uh, of the, that, uh, verse 37 and down, it, it basically shows my that bad. Jesus do you, do you, do you, my bad, Jeff, do you want me to bring the scripture back up? I could bring it back up. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Okay. I was just saying in the beginning, he said, he said, you can't, you can't bear my word because you're not of God. You can't, you can't even recognize error because you're not of me. Why? Right. Because the false God you serve will always agree with you. 
The false God that you make up in your mind will always be on your side. But we know that every father who loves his son and daughters corrects them. He corrects because he loves and he loves them and he wants a true relationship, not some ritualistic uh, religion or ceremony or, or system that has no intimacy. Right. So, as my, my, my first point that I'm bringing out is that the false God that they created always agreed with them. He never corrected them. And how do we know that? Because as soon as Jesus began to speak truth, all of a sudden they, they wanted to stone him and crucify him. As soon as he began to speak truth, it wasn't the good works that he did. It was because he spoke truth. Because remember, this was the first time that they heard from the true God that they thought they were worshiping. They heard that he disagreed with who they were and what they were doing. Because the God that they had made up in their head always agreed with what they said, right? And so, you know, false religion will always make you think you are okay, even when you're not. Why? Because false religion always looks to man for comparison instead of to God and his word. And that's exactly what these religious leaders were doing. They didn't see the scripture as a love letter. They saw it as a, a law to follow, but they had no relationship to back it up. Right. Yeah. And so they were focused more on doing rituals than being, you know, as I have never heard either Ethan or Henry, my sons, which, you know, that. But for those of you watching, I have never heard them get up in the morning and try to be my sons. Mm. They have never had to try to be my sons. They are my sons. You know, these guys, they're working to be something that they can never be. Yeah. Because and, and until. Because it's a religious system. Go ahead. And we'll get into some yeah, other stuff. Because because what, what people fail to realize is that this is just not something that happened back in Jesus' day. This is happening right now. Right. But you now. see, people are customizing a Jesus. They are like build a boo. They're building a savior. And so what right. happens is they don't want Jesus of Nazareth. They don't want Jesus of the Bible because that it yeah. requires me to do. Now, see, the reason why I can do is because something has been done. Right. Yeah, In order right. for me to do is I'm able to do or I'm able to be a husband. I'm able to be a son of God. I'm able to be because of what has been done. See, they want to control what you do. Therefore, they want to separate you from what has been done. Because when you really understand what has been done, and even before Christ did what he did, what did he tell people that he healed? He said, go and sin no more. Now, when he said to the disciples, go sit on and, 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 I'll, and I'll come to you, he, he came to them so that they can be empowered and emboldened by the only ability for us not to fall, right? And so right. modern day religion always want to want to agree with the flesh because the flesh can be controlled but not the spirit of god see the spirit of god cannot be controlled therefore revivals have been suffocated that's why revivals have been stifled because they know we can control the flesh because we can feed the flesh whatever you feed you can control right and so what right. we have to understand is is that true and undefiled religion or relationship with god is by his spirit the bible says not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the lord and so unfortunately a lot of people think they're of god jeff they think they are whatever or why do you think terminologies like religion has been thrown out with the uh, like a baby with the bath water 
right. because they want you to be um, reckless. They want you to be lawless. They want you to brag about the love of God, but never talk about why the mercy of God. They don't want you to talk about um, the wrath of God. They don't want you to talk about the correction of God. They don't want to talk about the chastening of God. The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. They don't want to talk about what is required, not of us, but what we should be doing by default because we're right. of him. Well, what does it say that if you're not if you're not corrected, you're you're not a son. You're not a son. And it uses a different term, right? And, and yeah, go ahead, Jeff. No, no, go ahead. I was just saying it's not, it's uh if you don't have I if I love my son, yeah, I will correct him. I, I will correct him to put him in the direction that he should be going. Yeah. If I do not correct him, if I do not chastise him, that means I do not love him. Um, you see these kids today that where they're yelling at their parents and they tell their parents what to, what to do. The reason why they do that is because that's what happens at home in private. They do not they do not correct them because they are not loving them the way that God in the Bible has called us to love our children. It's not that we give our children everything we want. It's that we raise them up to know God and to do the things that God has called them to do, regardless of how they feel. Because I love them. It, my, my feelings should not get tied up in there. I'm going to tell them what they should be doing based on the, what the word of God says, not on how I'm feeling. And if I fail to correct them, then what it is, is it's not a true relationship because it's not going to lead to anybody being delivered. It's going to lead them to being in bondage and religion without relationship will always bring bondage every single time. Let me tell you something that you inspired me right there, Jeff. I wrote right here. The need of love calls you to lose calls you to lose leverage. See, what mm -hmm. happens with a lot of parents is they need that love from their child. So yep. because they desperately need to feel validated through their children and want to live vicariously through them, they won't correct them because they they love when mommy comes to the rescue, right? Or they love mm -hmm. when mommy just lets them do whatever or dad lets them do whatever. But because God doesn't need love from us, but because his one of his attributes is that he's self-sufficient, right? then it's easy for him to tell you that's wrong. It's easy right. for him to say, hey, correct that. And the thing about God's love is that he's not telling you that you're wrong to make to make you feel bad. Like he's not. Yeah. But the thing yeah. is, truth is offensive. See, when yeah. truth comes at your door, truth, you, you have to understand what truth does. The Bible says, um, uh, whom the son sets free is free indeed. But it says that uh, the truth shall set you free. That's right. But people love bondage more than freedom because right. the truth offended them. Does mm -hmm. God is is a God out there trying to offend us? No, he's right. trying to set you free. But because the flesh is the dominant nature of you, you're right. going to feel offended. And we live in a culture where no one wants to be offended. No right. one wants to be told they're wrong. Oh, I don't want y'all to feel condemned. So I'm not going to tell you about yourself. No condemnation. Man, you fools. Yeah, you fools. You leaving them. Most of most of the people that you telling that to are not converted. Truth offends. Hey, yo, fam. That's not how. That's not how Christ wants us to walk, fam. It's like accountability has been snatched away from the body. Discipleship has been a foreign thought, and now right. over time, all we all we do is evangelize, but we don't want to disciple because we don't want to offend. Truth will naturally. The truth will always offend the flesh. Yep. But if you desire to live by the spirit, you don't mind your flesh being offended. Right. And so, you know, go ahead, Jeff. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. That was it. Yeah. Um, I, I thought about uh, uh, there was a guy. He, he was basically like the the whatever the worst gangster was in America back in like the 30s or 40s. This guy was in the U, in the UK 
and he was on death row. Um, and so he was like the, the, like who's, who's a notorious gangster like that was in the mafia and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, this guy was like that version over in, in UK. And so he was in jail. He's on death row. And he, it, it was a day or two before he was about ready to die. And the priest, they sent a priest in there and the priest nonchalantly started talking about heaven and hell. And he just kind of was like reading through a script and just talking to him. And this gangster, he, this mafia guy, he stopped him and he said, do you believe that I'm going to a place like that? He was referring to hell. And the priest said, uh, 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 yes. And he goes, so wait a minute, you are sitting here nonchalantly telling me that I'm going to go to a place like that. Sir, if I knew that people were going to go to a place like that, you could spread glass across the whole of Britain and I would crawl on my hands and knees to make sure that no man or woman ever entered a place <clears throat> like that. The, the guy on death row is preaching to the priest. But see, wow. that's what priest, that's what religion will do. It will make you become so oblivious to the souls of men. All you'll care about is what you're building to glorify yourself. That's all you'll do. You'll build your castle and your kingdom over and over again, but you will not labor over the souls of men. Why is it that we don't have revival? I'll tell you why. Because we're busy celebrating ministry success and not weeping over people who are dying and going to hell. That's the difference between religion and relationship because I can assure you this, God up in heaven is not concerned about how big your church is. He is crying over the alcoholic and the prostitute and the down and out and that child who's growing up without a father. He is right there weeping saying, somebody please go and tell them what I did for them on the cross. Please go and rescue them and save them out of the clutches of hell that I died to save them from. That's the problem with religion that doesn't have a relationship. It always focuses on man and never on Christ and what he did on the cross. As you don't get me started. <laughs> Listen, man, you don't got me riled up because we yeah. don't weep no more. We're not exactly. concerned about the souls of men. We're not concerned no. because we we have been we have been introduced into the deception that everyone's going to go to heaven. Listen, not everybody is, fam. And God most has not, not sent most are not. The Bible is not a fairy tale book that says everybody's gonna come. It says there will be a great falling away. Narrow is the way, narrow is the gate that leads to life, and few will find it. Few, but broad is the way, and broad is the gate that leads to destruction. And many, this is not no metaphor, that's reality. And so what we have to understand is that those who whose souls can be temporarily or or through their earth life bear the burden of, of, of souls are the people that will become bold and say, yo, fam, no, that's not how we live. That's not how you're not. See, we're not auditors anymore. We don't hold people accountable anymore. We don't sit back and say, yo, fam. That's that sin is going to destroy your marriage, fam. Are you even saved, fam? You, and the thing about it is, you the disciples. If you come into a city and they don't accept it, dust the dust off your feet and keep it moving, because you don't got time to labor over someone that don't want it. You gotta go and find. The Bible says the harvest is ripe, but the Man. labors are few. Why are the labors few? Because the labors are distracted. Man. The labors you know, are blinded. They the harvest is right in front of them and they can't see it. Bro, I thought about something 
that uh, based on what you said about about this testimony one time, I think it was Paul Washer, and he said this. He said, I, "I want you to imagine that you're that you see a a a, a three year old or, or a five year old walking out into a street, and there's a bus coming, and it's mm -hmm. about to hit your five year old. I ask you." Would you be concerned with offending by screaming at the top of your lungs to turn back, to turn around? Would you be offended knowing what was coming? Would you care about offending knowing what was coming his way? Think about it. You saw a five-year-old about to walk in front of a bus. Would you be afraid to scream, repent, turn around, go back, go the other way? No, you wouldn't because you know that if he doesn't turn back, that the bus is going to kill that five-year-old. That's exactly what you're saying when you refuse to tell the truth of God's word. God sees the bus coming towards you. And you, which one are you more, more concerned about? Offense or the fact that a bus is about to run over that five-year-old and kill him dead in the middle of the highway? That's the difference. Why wouldn't you scream at the time? That's why that guy said, I would be willing to crawl my hands and knees across the whole of Britain on glass to prevent somebody from ever going to a place like that. That's why, that's the difference, Ezzy. That's why, why God only uses some people for revival because only some people weep. Only some people labor in prayer for the people that they see because they want God to change them because we're looking at a bus and it's coming at the entire world and it's oh, trying it's to destroy them. Oh, it's called, and we're it's screaming called, at the top of our lungs, turn around, turn around, turn around. But see, religion, religion will talk about how pretty the bus is. <laughs> or, or, or how nice the street is. No. Or, 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 hey, you know, wh what's the person on the bus eating today? It's a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. In light of eternity, none of it matters. That's why, like, so many people are destroyed by false religion. Because don't get us, us uh, mistaken. We believe in true religion. We can go into that. Uh, James one twenty seven, I think it is. Okay. We can go into that. But, um. Uh, a religion without relationship will destroy and bring into bondage every person that it touches. Yeah, it'll because, destroy their lives because the devil, which is the author of confusion, the author of this modern day <clears throat> church system. And you have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, um, there has to be a one world church. I think Steve Harvey just came out with a video talking about um, Islam and Christianity yep. is one religion and, and, and that we're all going to the same God. And, and, and what we have to realize is that we are in the days where it will be acceptable by people, um, where, where all of us serve the same God. No, we don't. No, you have to don't. understand. No, we don't. And, no, and, we and, don't. It's a, and, and the thing about Christianity is that there is there is a result for not receiving Jesus. Right. And I tell people, if you don't people, people, some people ask me, hell is not real. Prove to me that hell is real. I said, are prisons real? Thank you. Are prisons real? Where do we get prisons from? Thank you. Why are people uh, for a certain time period separated from society? Mm -hmm. Because they broke the law. That's right. But because Christ became the law and fulfilled the law, if all we do is allow him to be our lawyer, we can get out. That's right. But what most people fail to realize is that God is not going to beg you to come to heaven with him. He's going to let you choose where to go. Right. And, and the only way to God is through Jesus, man.
The only no. way to salvation is through Jesus. And, and, and I will scream that, I will talk that, I will speak that, I will share that because I'm not going to be held accountable for not doing so. Correct. And so what you have to understand is modern day pansy soft cupcake, modern day Christianity with soft men in tight pants and V-neck shirts, heterosexual, <laughs> not even heterosexual, but homosexual men, excuse my French, men who are who got families and children to hide their sexuality is leading this false church right now. And a lot right. of people are sucking at their breasts right now, being fed milk from the devil's bosom. And you wonder why you of your father, the right. devil, because you've been sucking off his false gospel. And what you understand, fellas and ladies and gentlemen, is that a partial gospel cannot save. We can't just talk about love all the time. God is love, which is great. God is love, which is great. God is gracious. God, we got to talk about yo his wrath is being compounded on non-believers that god there's going to be a lot of good men in hell a lot of good women in hell and if you don't wake up and feel burdened about your own sins and receive the salvation of jesus and say christ i need thee oh i need thee Every minute, every hour, I need you for me to be that father, for me to be that husband. And until God becomes your all, you will always fall yourself bowing down and being impressed by man. But how can I be impressed by a man when I follow God? And when you follow right. God, you will be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You will be able to stand in the trenches knowing that if I die, I know that my father, I know my father can deliver me. Mm -hmm. If he chooses to, but what I will not do is close my mouth because the gatekeepers want me to shut up. No, it's for the people who are deceived. And Amen. until we get burdened and wait and feel heavy, and, and because when you're in a relationship, Jeff, when you are in a relationship, you feel God's heart. And right. then when you step out of your prayer closet, you want to go and fulfill what God has on his heart for you to fulfill. Thanks. That's so then right. when you come out and you feel, see, the problem is when people are not in relation with God, they don't feel the heart of God because they want the hand of God. But God ain't going to give his hand to anyone who doesn't want his heart. Now, Ooh. he will offer his hand. He will offer his hand. But the, see, the thing is, people want God to offer his hand with stuff in his hand. No, God is offering just his hand to pull you out. But people don't want the hand of salvation. They want the hand of what they want. And God said, you, you, you're not even, you don't even have my spirit or you not only not have my spirit, but even if you do have my spirit, you're not even sanctified enough. You're not even holy, not holy enough, but you're not mature enough to be able to manage what you want. Man. So what we're saying is, is that you got to spend time with God and seek his heart and find out his burden for you so that you can feel the weight of those people who are about to get hit by that bus. I, I tell you what, too, Ezzy, a lot of these pastors that y'all are listening to, as soon as persecution comes, they're going to fall away. You watch and mark my words. As soon as persecution comes, because let me tell you something, they love comfort more than they love truth. That's the only thing they're after is comfort. That's the exact same thing the people in John chapter eight were after. All they cared about was their comfy seats and their comfort. They didn't care about the truth. They, they push the truth aside so that they can live comfortably. And as soon as persecution comes, they will fall away or they will accuse you and attack you. You watch. But see, you but watch. See, 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 who killed Jesus? The religious. Exactly. See, the devil, the devil knows the best way to defeat them is to divide them and have the people that I have hired to either close the mouths of or be the one to actually do the murdering, the right. snitching, the saying of this, right? So right. what we have to understand, man, is that, yo, these preachers now look at them. 
Look at them. Would Jesus dress like that? Would Jesus carry himself like that? Would Jesus share the gospel like that? Because I'm telling you, those people, churches are closed <laughs> during the pandemic. Their churches are closed during the pandemic because why? All they care about is entertainment. Have you ever been inside of their cathedrals? Have you ever been inside their churches? There's no altars. The chairs are right up to the pulpit. They don't have, yep. they don't care about you being delivered. They care about you being entertained. So what they do is they don't care about the pandemic. They still got the cameras. They still got the light. All they got to do is stay at home and you'll be all right. But man, right. you're not even being prepared for the fight. You don't have no hunger in you. You don't have no fight in you, fam. And that's why we're talking about this is the way out. You got to get out of this modern day Christian religious system that is setting you up not to even be converted. I guarantee you 95% of the people in these churches are not converted because you need the gospel to be converted. Right. It takes the gospel to be converted, the full gospel. And full as he, I think that's so important because they forget that. They, you have to, that is so good. When you said about entertainment, that is exactly why. Why? Why do they care about that? Because they want to make themselves popular. They want to glorify themselves. And the only way to do that is to provide entertainment because people in America are very good about, uh, about worshiping the people that entertain. Go ahead. Jeff, 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 what did you say? Don't be like the scribes, the Pharisees, the hypocrites. Who stand on the porch and entertain? Yep. And they who, they want the first seats in the house, and they they want to look good to everybody in front of them. No. Oh oh oh. Jesus. What about what, look at what John about, the Baptist? Look. What about JB? John the Baptist. He said, "You vipers, you in your soft clothing." Yep. And he's out soft. there, and in, and in, 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 he's out there in the wilderness eating bugs and looking crazy. They, they couldn't got handle him today. No. And they were jealous of him. Why? Because he had power. That's the difference. He had power. See, 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 prestige and and John and, and the Baptist never did a miracle. By the way, people don't look in scripture. Church. He never yeah. did a single miracle. Go look it's, at go look at it because his focus was to do one thing, and that was to baptize. That's right. <laughs> you know? And so, what people have to understand, man, is that you you better know God for yourself, fam. Yeah. And um, and we he wanted get... to glorify God. That was his that and and that's where that's why God. Look what Jesus said about John the Baptist. He said, of men born to women, there has neither been before or at, will there ever be after a greater man, except for those that are least in the kingdom, right? Yeah. It's because he put Jesus first. Yeah. In a world where everybody else was putting themselves first. And I'll tell you what, you know, you think about the people uh, of their day that faced ridicule, ridicule. It's because they bucked against the Church of England or the Catholic Church. They went against the religious leaders of their day. And they just preached the gospel and God used them and, and they had more converts than anybody else. And they were true converts, true converts. See, we don't have time um, to preach a gospel or to, to, to deliver a message. And I used to be guilty of this. So this ain't this ain't coming from a place of whatever. I had my own ministry where it was local, where I had people coming. And at first it was just a Bible and me and bananas and some water <laughs> and people came. And then I got so caught up in, you know what, I can I can maybe have some poetry. Maybe, maybe, maybe I can have some, some musicians and rappers come. Maybe I'll still preach the gospel, but, but let me surround the gospel. Let me put some sprinkles on this, this kale. Let me, let me see if I can add some type of sugar to this broccoli. Let me see if I can add something to draw people. See, fellas, ladies and gentlemen, whatever you use to draw them, what would be what would you have to use to keep them? He said, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, yep. I'll draw. I, if I be lifted up, I'll draw. Who, who will draw? Jesus. What, what, what is our what is our business? Our business is to lift Jesus up. 
and That's then it. he does the draw. He does the drawing. See, they have it switched. They're like, "Oh, let me entertain so I can draw men." No, I lift up Jesus. But see, the <clears> problem <throat> is, Ezzy, for a lot of them, Jesus is not enough. She's not enough because it's it's. It, so they have the to Bible come says, up with gimmicks. They, they said, "Uh, what Paul say? All I want to know is Jesus and Him crucified and Him crucified." But see, they so, don't want that. They want to do gimmicks because it's not enough for them. It's not enough. They want the the glitz and the glamour of it all. And and that's the problem is that we've got preachers in the pulpit that look more like Hollywood actors, that yeah. care that carry themselves more like Hollywood actors than they do like Jesus Christ. That's the difference. They're living like the world. And as a, you know what, bring up uh James 127 because yeah, I got that's it right a point. Yeah, that's a point I want to get. You have it up on the on the uh I'm you can to, bring I'm it up a, on the screen. Yeah, I'm yeah it because right now. I, I want I want to read something about this that kind of is laboring the point that Ezzy and I are making, okay? It says, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and wind widows in their affliction. Stop there. Nine times out of 10, if somebody quotes this scripture, that's the part that they stop at. To, they'll say, what's pure religion? Mm. Oh, it's to go visit orphans and widows <clears throat> in their affliction. But they forget that there's a comma. Now, go. what does it say after that? And to keep oneself unstained, unpolluted, untouched from the world. That's mm. the part that they're missing. They no, don't no, mind no. going out and feeding the poor and helping the orphans and doing all these programs, but they will never talk to you about living holy. They will never talk about you getting your heart right Ooh, because yeah, they yeah. care only about the outside and not the inside. Yeah. That's all religion is focused on. Go ahead. Itself, it didn't say God will keep you. It says it it tells you you to keep what yourself. You to keep yourself. Exactly. So holy, and so that they're not going to preach that. They exactly. don't want to because that that requires discipline. But the, but in order to be a disciple, a disciple by definition is a disciplined one. But right. the thing the thing that the, even they don't Jeff they don't, they don't even do the first part. I know they don't. The checks but, but. visit the, the checks visit the orphans, but they don't visit the orphans. They no, send they the they money, their, their but people. they don't go. But see, the thing is, they're not. They're in their affliction, right? In their affliction. So what mm -hmm. God is saying, if you have a relationship with me, you would do this level of religion, like this religion, this way of living, would be a part of you. But yeah. what has been? What has been? Um, a. a uh, uh, phrases that has been dirty throughout the years, religion or relationship. No, I, I don't have a religion. I have a relationship. Okay. Imagine a, a marriage without vows or, or standards right. or commitments. Exactly. If, if I don't have no standards for my relationship, then will I actually mature my relationship? Right. So why would God, do I have boundaries? God right. says, listen, it says to keep yourself unstained from the world. Look right. at these people. Look at yourself. Do you are you in are you in are you in your shows more than you in the scriptures? Are are, are is your conversation uh tainted? Is your is your relationships tainted? Is there a meshing? Those who have a relationship with God, I, I they see the danger of mixing. They see the danger of doing what the world does. And these preachers using uh, 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 rappers lyrics and using secular music in their in their in their churches. And, and they're bringing unsaved men to preach on their pulpits. They talk about their friendships with these people who are clearly not of God. They sing like Lecrae. They do rap songs for for politicians who cares about abortion. Like, come on, y'all. Wake up.
Wake up. These people are hired men. They are hired by the devil to spread the flock. See, some of these people that you look up to, and I don't mean to call his name. I ain't mean to say his name like that because I might just start getting to the place where I have to start calling names. But these people who are doing these things, fam. Open up your eyes because the Bible, God doesn't need the devil's marketing. He doesn't need the devil's associations to reach people. Jesus don't That's need right. no rapper to reach nobody. He definitely Jesus doesn't don't need, need your compromise. He don't That's need right. your compromise. And so it began when people started bringing coffee Ezzie, and started Ezzie, bringing lights. You, Ezzie, Ezzie, you remember in the Old Testament, whenever the general from Syria had a, a skin disease and he came to Elisha or Elijah, I can't remember, I think it was Elisha, and, and, and he came to the door to ask what he needed to do to get healed. Elisha didn't even greet him at the door. Why? Because he said, your reputation doesn't mean anything to me. I only bow to one and his name is God. That's it. And he's to, and, and, and so the Bible says that the general went away offended. He told him to go dip in the river and he goes, hey, you know, his servant said, hey, if he had told you to do this, you know, to your face or whatever, or, you know, if he had told you to do such and such or a hard task, wouldn't you have done it? But see, the point is, is that Elisha didn't care about the reputation of men. He wasn't willing to compromise. He didn't care. To him, they had built up nothing. It doesn't matter what these people have done. They try to make you think that, oh, they're successful. They're successful according to the world standards. They're not successful according to God's standards. It doesn't matter how many albums you spend. Do you really think that Jesus has a top 100 billboard in heaven and he's looking to see which Christian artists hit the top of the billboard or which Christian artists were able to be played on a secular station? He doesn't care about any of that. He, don't, he, he don't, cares he... that his kingdom is preached and that you don't compromise and live like a hypocrite in order to win people. Listen to me. Jesus loved prostitutes, but he never became one to save them. Jesus loved prostitutes, but he never became a prostitute to save them. He loved alcoholics, but he didn't become no alcoholic to save alcoholics. You don't become what they are in order to save them. That's Listen. foolishness. Listen, you become Jeff. who Christ says you to be, and they will run to you. That's the difference. We have a light on the inside of us. And it's like, it's almost like they have forgotten. They're so in, entranced by the darkness on the inside of the world that they forget that there's a light on the inside of me that the world cannot bear. That when a demon walks <laughs> in the room, he got to flee because Jesus is in the room. Have they forgotten? And that's the problem. And I, and I understand why sometimes we have to call out names because I'm getting sick to death, tired of, yeah. of, of Christians thinking that they can live any kind of way they want because they want to be woke instead of awake. God Ooh. is sending a great awakening, not wokeness. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your group is trying to push or what your group is trying to accomplish. Jesus came to accomplish one thing to bring men from the grips of hell into the kingdom of light, to transform from darkness to light. That's the only thing he cares about. He is not going along with all of your little things that you're doing and all these other organizations that you're getting involved with that have nothing to do with Jesus Christ and their antichrist from the word go. Go ahead. Hazel. And that's why we're saying, simply what we're saying is for us to search our hearts and to repent. Yes. To turn away from my sins, to turn away from my hypocritical nature, to turn away, to turn away and say, God, reveal my heart. Show me where where I'm wrong. Help me to become more like you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Uh, and, and, and when we do that, we then begin to reach in into a place of of a focus where we now can become fruitful. And that's why we do what we do, man, because we're we understand 
or we desire um, for, for, for people to truly know Jesus for who he really is, man. And, 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 and we're not, see, Jeff and I are not emotionally connected to this thing like in an idolatrous state. We intellectually fully understand uh, uh, why or who Jesus really is and how he is God. We're not over here fooled. You see what I'm saying? Like, like we, we, we like the disciples. We're not going to preach boldly about something that we're making up. Right. And Correct. so all we're saying today is, is are you in a place right now where you're truly in relationship with him? Because those who do not have a relationship with him will entertain this false religion or will try to get rid of the real religion. And and and, and we have to go, Jeff, if the word of God says, and I'm gonna pull up so I can read because my screen is pretty small. It says religion is that religion that is pure. Yes. And undefiled, which means there is a impure, a unpure, an impure, and a defiled religion. That's right. And God, thank God through James. He would say, let me show you the difference. Mm-hmm. Appearing undefiled before God, not before us, not before other people, but before him, is to visit the orphans and widows in their affliction. Right. Weep with those that weep. Rejoice yes. with those that rejoice. Be in the midst of the affliction with them. Not send a check to them, but be in the affliction with them. And the one part that Jeff said that many people don't want to talk about and to keep oneself. We forget about the discipline. We want to be free, but not all freedom is freedom. So we ask for freedom. We want to be free, but we have to say, God, help me through your spirit to keep myself. Help me to help myself (laughs) to keep myself unstained. Unspotted, some texts say from the world. I'm telling you, man, he's looking for a remnant. He's looking for a people who says, I don't need the world's gimmicks. I don't need what the world has to offer. All I want is Jesus, man. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, when I want to focus road just real quick on that part about when it says, and to keep oneself unstained or another version says unpolluted. Another one says untouched from the world. You know, you have, you have a message called unplugged. And mm-hmm. and that came out of you when we were back in college. Yes, right. And there, there, and it, it is all based uh, out out of this principle. That's right. That 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 I am not plugged into something that I do not belong to. You know, you can't take a European plug and plug it into an American outlet. Mm. You can You see what I'm saying? You yeah. cannot take a godly man and plug him in to a, a a worldly system and expect him to function properly. The only way he's going to function properly is if he's plugged into the right place. And so he's got to unplug uh, from the world and plug into Christ is what he's saying here in the scripture. But here, here's the point. Here's how you know when it's false religion. <clears throat> when they preach about the goodness and the love and the miracles of God, but they never tell you to live holy. Yeah. When they tell you that, that, that gain is godliness instead of holiness, is the only thing that you will need to see the Lord. The Bible says without holiness, no man no will man. see, no man will enter the kingdom of God, right? Without holiness, no man will enter. Well, Ezzy, have you ever tried to be holy on your own? Because no, it's impossible, right? It's impossible. You, 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 it's because Christ has to change us from the inside out and make us whole. That comes from a relationship. Listen, y'all, this is, is I, I, I kind of like to uh, melt it down. Maybe we can go to a little bit of Q&A after this for a little bit, but like, uh, 
as you know, I think about it from a, from a father son perspective. You know, mm -hmm. I my sons love me because I am their father, right? I, I'm their dad. I provide for them. I'm there for them. They know that I care for them. I, I correct them when they need to be corrected. I'm there for them just like God is there for us, right? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not that I'm telling them to do the right thing because I, I want them to feel bad about themselves or because I want them to feel um, less than about themselves. Why am I doing it? It's because I see the bus coming. It's, it's because when we're driving on the road, you know the guardrails, I'm putting yeah. the guardrails in place because I don't want them to fly off the cliff. Train you know, and so many, so many people get that mixed up and they think that God is up there like just angry at everybody. But like Ezzy and I have told you this entire time, God is weeping over you. He wants you to come to him. What father doesn't want his children <coughs> to come to him and to, and to be rescued and healed and delivered and set free? But the thing is, is this, Ezzy, I have never gone to the DMV You've been to the DMV. You ever got turned away because you didn't have all the things that they needed in order to, to uh, get your license? Yeah. Or, or to change your address? They have all these requirements. How come y'all don't get offended whenever they do that, but you get offended when God tells you you have to live a certain way in order to come to him? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's like when God when, when they have when the world has standards, you're okay with that. But when God has standards, we're, we, we have a problem with that. And that shouldn't be the case. And so it's not that we're against religion. We're against false religion. That's it. And false religion is always absent of a relationship with God. True religion is predicated upon a relationship with God. Why do I help the orphan? Why do I help the widow? How am I able to keep myself unpolluted? Because I have a relationship with Christ. I have an intimacy with him where I can be honest with him and come to him and hear his heart and see what he would say to me for my life, but also for the people around me. Listen, you've got to get to the point where, where you don't need to hear God for yourself anymore. You need to start hearing him for other people. You get so focused on all your problems that you, you know, that's why it's the way out. You've got to get out so you can go deliver somebody else and take them yeah. with you. You know, but religion will have you following all these rituals. And I, and I guess I'll end my part on this, Ezzy, because we talked about this last time about Mary and Martha. It was like one was busy doing, which is religion, and one was busy sitting. sitting. One was busy Ooh. sitting. You see the difference? And what did you say one time? You said you said one of the greatest things you can do for spiritual warfare is resting. Why? It's rest. Because when I'm seated in a heavenly place, the Lord is fighting all my battles. I am seated in a heavenly place. My hmm. di my position is in Christ. My disposition is that I am seated in a heavenly place. That's the difference between religion and relationship. I'm seated in a heavenly place versus I'm seated in a man-made throne that has nothing to do with God. And that's exactly where these people were. They were sitting in the places made with the hands of man and they didn't care. All they cared about was comfort. But when you're seated in a heavenly place, your ear is closer to the Father. And when your ears close to the Father, that you hear what's on His heart, and that's the difference. Go ahead, because when you hear, I'm what's done. On you his heart, When you hear what's on His heart, your heart will be heavy about what you heard. And so that's what we want to wow, encourage you all. I'm gonna need you to post that. <laughs> I forgot what I said. I said, oh, oh. When you hear, uh oh, see now it sounded good. Hold on. The Holy Spirit said. When, the Holy Spirit said. Now I got it. Now you put me in the flesh, Jeff. Now I got to say it out of my own flesh. Spirit of God done said. It. Just well, we're gonna rewind and put it, and we're gonna post that. That was good. What is, said, it was when, like, go ahead, Jeff. When you're, uh, I, I can't remember. Uh, it like, is. 
Ah, uh, what we'll, minute? We'll, it was at the one minute. It was at the hour and fifteen minute mark. We'll find it. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, all we want y'all and us to do as a reminder to us, and as maybe a new, um, um, maybe some of you all may have heard it for the first time, is spend time with him. Yes, just spend. That's time. all he's after, right? Is it? I mean, if That's you've been hurt by religion, listen. We know that religion hurts because it's made. It's man doing it. Hurt but God just wants you. God just wants you. He just wants you, and 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 religion is is um, and even even the people that say that they have a relationship, not religion, they have a religion. Yeah. A religion is a set of guidelines, rules, uh, um, um, guardrails. Um, right. But pure and undefiled religion is where you have such a burden of God's heart that you just go out there and just be you compelled. You just naturally become better. Like with the young men at my school, if I reveal the standard, they'll be inspired by the standard. And they right. will ask me, how can I, how can I have that same standard as you? That's why I love my wife. Like, like <clears throat> my wife represents uh, for a lot of young people, you know, uh, oh, well, like a young guy, I had a young guy say, man, I, I want, I want a wife like yours who love God. And it was like the, another minister at my church called minister Chapman. It was like, how do I get to a place where, you know, and I said, man, if you if you do things the right way, you get the right things. It's it's it's, it's that simple. I mean, it's like how, how do you how do you how do I get my yard like yours? Because you got you do you have my maintenance plan? And people don't understand, Jeff, is that it's not that God is blessing your works. You're just blessed when you do the right thing. It's not like God saying, "Oh, I'm a blessed." No, it's like when you do things the right way, you're naturally blessed. Yes. When I'm naturally kind to people, Jeff, do you know how, like the other day, a lady gave me 10 extra wings, fam. Joanne walked into Krispy Kreme and they gave her an extra box of donuts, bro. Blessings upon blessings upon blessings. That's what I'm saying. Because because, that's the thing. You're you're in the place to receive because because you you are qualified in that place because of what Jesus has done and you accepting it. People don't you know, understand. Like, like you said earlier, you can't get the wings in the Super Bowl if you didn't go to the Super Bowl, right? You can't. You Even can't if the us. ticket's been bought, bought and paid for. If you if you commit a crime outside of the Super Bowl, you're not getting in, right? You're not getting in. Mm-mm. No. I just realized, man, that the more I am the light, when I'm in dark places, I get favor. It's that simple. Every yeah. time I go to a grocery store and people just say, man, you're just a good person. Yeah. And then I just be like, well, hey. I, and then you just share like, you know, oh, thank you. You know, and, and I may, it opens the door for me to share Jesus, and, okay. and people don't realize like, like it's very beneficial. You, you want to hear, God, bro. You want you want to hear something hilarious? What's that? Years ago, I worked at this job. This guy found out after I was working there for like maybe six, seven, eight months. <clears throat> he found out I was a Christian. You know what he told me? What's that? He came to me. He goes, man, you are always so happy and joyful. I just thought you were from California. <laughs> That's what, he, that's what he said. He said, he said, I couldn't figure out why you're always so happy and joyful. I thought you were from California. I said, no, man, it's Jesus. I'm see, happy because of what he did for me. But see, but see, that's why you can't ask God to wrestle you out of places prematurely. Because right. maybe God had you at a job below minimum wage. Because people need to see, why are you happy and joyful in these yeah. circumstances? Yep. See, yep. it's one thing if you're rich and happy. Oh, okay, you're just happy. Exactly. You're rich. But if you're in a place where there's just, oh, this don't make sense. Yeah. How can you have such joy in the midst of this trial? 
Man, we'll talk about that another time, man. See, we, we, didn't even, we didn't we didn't even get to we didn't even break the verse all the way down, Jim. It's all right. We'll uh we'll we'll get to it next time. Um, I will read the, the this one thing real quick, and then maybe we could do a Q and A for a little bit. You want to do that? It just depends, man. It's, we've been an hour and twenty minutes, so it's up to you, man. It's eight twenty two. I'm fine with whatever. Maybe we can do like uh, a couple of questions. Or yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead and post our question in the chat right, box. Yeah, start posting your questions. In the meantime, I'm just gonna read this one note. Uh. I said false religion always leans towards the persecution of the true church. That's it. Yeah. Um, Jesus was accused of being demon possessed. And he said, <laughs> uh, because he spoke the truth, he said they couldn't find sin in his life. They couldn't deny the works and the miracles he did. And yet they still thought he was demon possessed. Why? Because Jesus spoke the truth. When you as a Christian speak the truth of God's word, it stirs up the demonic forces at work in that person's life because you are touching the idols that justify their sinful nature. Yeah. And remember, their idols give them a sense of fall, of security, which is false, Ooh. but it gives them a sense of security. And so now you're messing with their security, with their false authority and their sinful nature, their justification for why they are the way they are mm. as a result of the worship of the idols that they, they've been uh, coming to. And so Jesus finally comes along. It wasn't his miracles that offended him. Although some preachers get offended by miracles today. I don't know why. Don't what father it. wouldn't heal their kids? And then number two, uh, he, they didn't get offended by him living holy. But they did get offended whenever he spoke truth. Why? Because he touched their idol. And I'm telling you what, you can make religion an idol. Because if Jesus is not the apple of your eye, if he's not the, the end goal, the end game, as my kids always say with, with uh, uh, what is that, uh, Avengers or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. end game. He's not the end game. Something's missing. Religion is not going to be in heaven, right? No. But but God's goodness and, and what we're doing with it is going to be. And so we yeah, have to live yeah. a life that makes sure we don't idolize a, a false system of religion. So people, um, like Jeff said, people are only mad when you touch their idol. Yeah, exactly. You, as soon as God, you touch their idol, they go ballistic. They, they're your friend until you touch their idol. There's false sense of security, like Jeff said, a false sense of hope. And people literally will kill you over their idol. Well, well as you remember, remember, I, I don't mean for us to keep talking about it, but like, remember the, uh, in, I think it's in the book of Acts, the, the, um, the the uh the witch or whatever that made their living and 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 all of a sudden uh Paul and I think it was Paul and Silas came and anyway uh they they weren't going to make a living because of the preaching of the gospel because they were yep. oh they cast the demon out of of the yep. person that was doing the work yeah yep. and so when you touch that idol remember you're touching their security which is touch in their, their case money. their income yeah you're touching all those things that give them a, a found that they're built on remember like Ezzy and I discussed a few uh podcasts back about where you're building on sand versus uh, uh, the rock. And so they're building a, you're, you're messing with their foundation because yeah. the idol is there. So, um, and that's why people, yeah, if, the, the, the people don't understand that the first thing Jesus comes after is your idol. Yeah. And that's why he will not, not be second. And that's he why these churches, these churches and this false religion uh, initiate compromise so that yep. you can have your Jesus in cupcakes. So you can have your Jesus in cake too. No, 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 no. Yep. Jesus is not an accessory. He's the entire outfit, fam. He's right. not just something that you like, oh, I can still have this and Jesus. No, no, no. Jesus is not your homeboy, fam. Like Jesus ain't just someone that's out. No, no, no. He's the savior of your soul. If he and said your we, own family couldn't be put before him. Your own, Whoever he said, does not own, forsake their mother, their father, for my sake, cannot follow fit. me. 
can't follow me. And so that's why, and, and that's why I totally understand why people don't want to follow Jesus. I get it. I understand it. But yeah, if, if you he want was, comfort, oh, I wouldn't follow Jesus. I, yeah. I get it. And I wouldn't you, do but, it. But, but the joy, this joy that I have, tell you. In, in so, spite the, of the circumstance. See, think, the thing about Christian to understand is that, or certain people understand is that, listen, the world is looking for joy, love, and peace. That's what they're looking for. That's why they're not kind. That's why they're not gentle. That's why they're yeah. not self-controlled. That's why they're not patient. It's because they got false loves, false joys, false yeah. peace. Right. But when you got the real love, you can be in a shack on a corner and be happy. When you got joy. And you, and you, and you can't fake that. You can't fake that. You can't, like, you can't fake joy. Joy no, is no, a perspective. It's a renewed mind. It's a, wow, God, you're everywhere. And I'm just enjoying you. Yep. And when you have peace, man, people, people got fences, security guards, and guns because they want peace. But demons can always go by those clearances and torment right. you at night. But when your house has been set as holy and it's been sanctified and you snoring in tongues, <laughs> you got peace. Come on, man. I mean, like, we should be talking the most because we have real love. We have real joy. We have real peace. We should be explaining. We should be showing them the things we have. Listen, there is a weapon on the inside of us that the world has been searching for all their lives. Yeah. All their lives, they're looking for that weapon. And that weapon is the joy and the peace of the Holy Ghost. You know, and maybe as we can talk about this sometime, because one thing that... uh uh, I think that a lot of Christians miss and kind of more like religious Christians, they forget that cheerfulness yeah. is so important in the life of a Christian. There are so many people that I am attracted to spiritually. You know, like there, I see these men that are so cheerful. I just love, I just gravitate toward them because I want to be around somebody who is cheerful. And whenever yeah. you as a Christian exude uh, 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 cheerfulness, people will run to you. You don't even have to say anything to them. They, they'll want to know, why are you always so kind and happy? Bro, when I walked, as soon as I walked, like like today, like today, I had an emergency situation where I had to counsel a young lady, right? Yeah. And I had to miss my Bible class. Soon as I walked the halls, the kids in my Bible class, Mr. Azzy, where was you at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, when I missed a day for that food pause, Mr. Azzy, where you at? Where was right. you? When mm -hmm. I, I have to put, a, I have to cover my window to my office just for and When you're living right, people will miss your presence. They'll, they'll miss your presence because the light is gone. Nobody likes darkness. So Nobody when you cut when, when the light when the lights are off, people get a little nervous. Where the light at? Yeah. People who are not spiritually aware, like kids, kids don't know why they miss certain things. So when right. you're not a when you're not a Christian or when you're a baby Christian, you're not understanding why. Well, where's the light? Where you don't know that you're missing something until it's gone. Yeah. And so, um, like like this young lady says, she said, I, I needed to hear that about cheerfulness. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That's right. Your strength in a in a tough situation. He's your strength. So when you allow the Holy Spirit to renew your mind and change your perspective, instead of saying that I, that God is, is, is putting pain on me, say, no, God is pruning me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or if it's poor habits, God, teach me how to have better habits to come out of this. Like cheerfulness is the recognizing that God's goodness is everywhere. Right. The omnipresence of God is not God with a notepad 
uh, writing down your sins. Oh, caught you. I, yep, no, no. It's his omnipresence is for your benefit. Right. I'm available. Right. Let me help you. And so, um, well, okay, Sanaya, we have a question. Why is religion so important? It's not. Yeah. <laughs> True not, religion is true but religion, false is. religion is not. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what we're saying. We're not saying religion of the world, right? Religion yeah. of, of, of the modern day perverted church. We're talking about pure and undefiled religion. This verse right here, um, it says, um, pure and undefiled religion is to visit the orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself a state for that's why it's important. That's because what's you know, important. that's what's important yeah. because the more I become the more I begin to live righteous and to become uh, uh, um, um, set apart for God and holy, right? And the more I embrace sanctification process of God and from my devotion become disciplined, then I begin to have certain standards in my life. That's what the right. religion is. Yeah, go ahead, bro. I, I was just going to say, uh, she, you asked why it was important. If you're talking about why is James 127 important, because God uses men and women. That's to right. bring men and women to Christ. So you are called to be a light by visiting orphans and widows and also by living a life of holiness. That's right. Because God yeah. is working on the inside of you. Remember, the entire Old Testament is God trying to get Israel to be a light to the world. Yeah. But they kept refusing, refusing, refusing by going off into idolatry and all this other kind of stuff, except for there were people in there that were being a light. Right. And so it's the same thing today when we have true religion like this is saying in James 127, it's important because men cannot be saved. God has chosen us. It says, how can they be saved unless they hear a preacher? Right. right. So and so and so it is important that God uses men. That's why religion is important, because it, it, it takes the focus. On, go ahead. As, yeah. No, no. Go ahead. Finish say, uh, sentence. No, bro. no, go ahead. No, go ahead. So the reason why it's important is like what Jeff is saying is yeah. that. How can I make a difference in the world if I'm not different from the world? Exactly. How can I really make a difference from the world? Because let me tell you, people don't care about what you have to say until they feel that you care. So if you naturally have a care for those who are missing a piece that will help them have peace, like orphans, they don't have a father or a mother or right. widows. I'm sure he's talking more than just widows and orphans. Maybe he was, maybe he was, uh, James was around some orphans and widows in that day. And he was probably trying to give a vivid picture. Right. But it's, it's how it's having a genuine concern and care for those who are missing a valuable pieces in their life that will hinder them from believing in God. Because if I come in as a father figure to someone who's fatherless, then me as a man can be able to let that child know that there is a heavenly father. So if you come in as a sister to a woman who lost her sister, then you will begin to help her compensate for the loss. If you would then become a mother to the motherless, then you would be able to show God's grace and mercy. Because I like just said, God uses men and women to reach men and women. Right. And, le and le let me maybe say this more practically. As he, you know, Henry plays hockey. Mm -hmm. Man, my heart broke last week because you know what I found out? What's that? One of the dads uh, who who is the leader of a um, uh, of a camp for Christians, for Christian youth. Um, obviously, they've been hit like crazy last year because of the pandemic and, and kids yeah. aren't, parents aren't sending their kids to camp and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Bro, he lost his mom two weeks ago to cancer. But mm -hmm. get, here, here's the worst of it. You ready? Yeah. <clears throat> he lost his mom two weeks ago to cancer. Guess what happened a week after? What's that? His wife was put in, in hospice for cancer. She died three or four days later. He wow. lost his wife and his mother all within a two-week span. Wow. How can I, as a Christian, not go to that man? Wow. And help them in their affliction. How can I not do it? So put it personally. Why is religion important? Because you're the last hope that they'll ever see. That's real. If they die without you, they go to hell. That's why. Because people are dying and broke on the inside because of stuff like that. And I wept over him because that could you imagine, Ezzy, if I lost my mom and Joanne in, in a two-week time space? Yeah. I could you to, I mean could you I could you imagine to, if you lost could you imagine if you lost your mom and Brittany in a two-week time space? Could you imagine that? And 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 people are too distracted caring about themselves and being yeah. lovers of self to not recognize how exactly. they can be God's uh, um, tool to help me overcome this. Exactly. So that's why it's important because God loves men. That's why it's important. And he and, loves and, men by sending men. And the, and the interesting thing about that second part is that the reason why we have to be unspotted from the world is because compromise kills. Yeah. Compromise kills. So yeah, if, I, if, if, I, if I go... I am, you know, Jeff, I am inspired by the discipline of uh, the disciplines of others. Yes. So when people see your disciplines, they're inspired. Nobody's going to go to an athlete who sucks at that sport to be trained by them. Correct. They're going to go to someone who's disciplined in that area because they know discipline leads to growth. So if I'm still mixing with the world, they're going to look at me and be like, so what? Like, oh, so hey, why am I going to hey, get what, trained what, by you? Mm -hmm. What about this? You think they're going to go to a preacher who, who can help people, but is sleeping around on his wife, but he wears skinny jeans in New York? Let me shut up. All the, I'm saying is, and yeah. I'm not trying to judge these people, but what I'm saying is this. How can I get up and say that I represent a God who is not capable of keeping me and me and giving me the power to keep myself? I, what, what's the point in it? You, you would not, if you saw somebody do all these great things, but then they weren't living right, you would reject it. That's why it's important that you do the things, but you also be. You do, but you be. See, religion will only focus on doing. It will never focus on being. That's why when people, when you ask them what true religion is, they always quote the first half of this verse, and they talk about the doing. Oh, it's to visit widows and orphans, but not the being, which is to be holy, to be set apart, to be sanctified, to be set apart for, for Christ. That's real, man. What are they I'm saying? They're saying... Wow. I don't see the I don't see the the she's saying remember my question above. I'm I'm looking know. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it right now because I think she I well, do remember seeing her name up top. Uh Shan, if you can post it again, because I don't maybe maybe YouTube took your comment off because maybe it was something um because sometimes they'll take your they won't even allow your question um to be uploaded if it has certain buzzwords. So, Shan, if you can uh, repeat your question. Yeah, I, I, only, I only see that she, or that they asked, hello, uh, are you taking questions? But I don't see. And we're going to make I sure think there we was pray, pray for this young lady right here, man. Yeah. Uh, I saw that, yeah. But, Shan, go ahead and post your question again, and then we'll get to Kristen, and then we'll, um, and we'll, we'll get to our, our three food, our food session to get up out of here. Yeah. So, Shan, while we answer Kristen's question, um, go ahead and post your question, okay? 
Uh, Kristen says, how do you prepare to be equipped to help those you feel a burden for? Great question. And thank you for asking that, both of you all. Mm -hmm. uh, you want, I don't know if you want to start first, Jeff, you want me to uh, fly with it? I'll give a 20 second quick response. How okay. do you prepare to be equipped to help those you feel a burden for? Number one, I'm encouraged that you have a burden for someone. Yeah, that's the first most, one. Most people only have a burden for themselves. Yeah. Or, or I, I mean, I, I hate to say that, but it's the truth. They're so concerned about self. So to be honest with you, it's the Lord that works it on the inside of you. The Bible says to bear one another's burdens. You're supposed to rejoice when they rejoice and you, be and you uh, bear their burdens. So how do you prepare to be equipped? Listen, if God put a burden on the inside of you, there's grace there for you to be able to fill that gap. So yeah. how, do you, how do you do that? Look at what the burden is. If the burden is financial and God calls you to help them financially, that's how you help them. If he calls you to pray for them, that's how you pray for them. If they need an accountability partner, hey, I'm going to be there for you. If they need somebody to pray and to show them the scriptures, if they need healing, I'm going to pray that they're healed in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm looking at the burden. That's how, how I do it. And, you know, at the end of the day, and I think, as you'll echo this. Mm -hmm. I think I'm at my 20 seconds. Is that uh, you would be equipped by reading the word of God, depending on what burden they, they have. But I'm just encouraged that you have a burden because that is that is exactly what you should have. Uh, I, I will always say this, and I'll finish with this. When nothing else works, try tears. That's God it. hears tears more than anything else in the world because I'll tell you why. My son, when he cries, whenever he, you know, my younger son, whenever he cries, daddy is always going to come to the rescue because I hear tears more than I hear anything else. Yep. And so to echo what Jeff said, man, see a need, fill a need. Exactly. See a need and God will give you the grace to fill that need. Equipping yourself is just like what Mary did. Just be at his feet. See, the Bible says um, to one of the apostles, he was like, don't worry about what, I'm, what you're going to say in that hour, for I will give you what to say. And the thing is, as long as you are familiar with the presence of God, you will be familiar with the flow of God when it comes, when, it's, when it starts bubbling up in your spirit, and you'll know exactly what to say. You'll be led to exactly what to do. But the, the, the discipline boils down to remaining unstained from the world. That's right. Being plugged into Christ daily will prepare you for the daily work. And just pray. Pray. Prayer is the number one thing you should be doing. Yeah. Talk to him. Like, like, listen, when you communicate with God, you'll become familiar with his voice. You become familiar with his ways. And then you will know how to walk down your way. All right. Shan's yeah. question. And then we're going to get to our three top restaurants or something like that. We said, yeah, or was it uh, uh, fast food? Then we're going to do fast food. Yeah. 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 Do you think kingdom marriages can be with two different worshipers, Sabbath and a Sunday worshiper? Or you think it's unequally yoked or you think one has to be converted? Great question the bible yeah, says because i don't know what that yeah go ahead I don't know what <clears throat> yeah the bible says how can two walk together lest they be agreed right um it just boils down if, if there is no agreement now what do i know about the seven day of venice well i yeah exactly like so seven day of venice they they basically they argue that you need to follow the jewish law but what they don't realize is that they're not jewish so it yeah. wasn't given to them and you have right? to also like, understand, yeah yeah. So and uh, and they have to also understand that Christ became he fulfilled the law. So he became our rest. You know what I'm saying? Now, that doesn't yeah. mean we don't have uh, rest days, which I think is still beneficial. But I think God in his grace and mercy and his, his love is just saying rest in me. We don't need just one day to be rejuvenated. We need 
complete rest. We need him to be our full rest. We need him to be our Sabbath. The Bible says Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And he became our rest. He became our, uh, our, our Sabbath. And now every day I can rest. Yeah. But that Amen. doesn't mean take a day for physical rest. But if you if Jesus is your rest, you will never be stressed. So therefore, the reason why most of us need a lot of rest is because we're always stressed, pressing after our idol. But when Christ is your rest, you won't really you you will you'll still you know have rest days, but it won't it won't set you up into a disease state where you have to have forced Sabbaths, where you have to be where you're not resting by a beach, but you're seven just, days in a hospital. But does she mean like what she's married? She to someone who's seven day of Venice and sh and or vice versa, she's either seven day of Venice or she's married to someone seven day of Venice. Oh, okay, so he yeah. goes then no, because seven day of Venice, yeah, seven day of Venice, uh, seven day of Venice, Mormons, Jehovah's Witness, no, that's unequally yoked. Now, if you're already married, you that doesn't mean you get divorced. Let me clarify yeah, that. Yeah, you don't get divorced. Anything. What you do is you win them to Christ. Um, but yeah, okay, good. Because I was like, I, I thought she meant like. Like, okay, you know how like some Christians, especially these like woke churches, like try to have church on Saturday and yeah. some on Sunday. Oh, no. I was like, no, only the weird churches do that. The normal ones just have it on Sunday. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. So, I, and, that's why I didn't understand. And that. the thing about it is Sunday should not be your only day or Saturday shouldn't be yeah, on your only day. Yeah, every day. Friday, is, every and, day. And, and this, this question kind of gets at what me and Izzy are saying. It's not about like religious rituals. It's about your heart. That's what? what Jesus is getting at. Like you said, man, the, the, the uh, uh, <clears throat> man wasn't made for, or uh, you know what you quoted. Sorry what about if, the South. What if, and, what if you can't make it to Saturday and God says Tuesday, I want you to rest? Exactly. But you're saying, no, 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 God, I'm not going to rest today because I'm going to wait till Saturday. You see what I'm saying? Or I'm not going to talk to you and we'll talk to you on Sunday. So it's like when Christ is your rest, he'll teach you how to rest. And plus, you're not a Christian on Sunday only. You're a Christian every no, day. You're a Christian every day. I mean, the, now the fake Christianity is that you're only a Christian on Sunday. I mean, you wouldn't believe the amount of people that I interact with as a, I, I will tell you, they teach Sunday school and they, mm -hmm. they cuss and do and drink and get drunk and do every single thing the world does because it's a religion and not a relationship. It's not true religion. Listen, bro, how could I really <laughs> say, how could I truly say I love my wife if I'm out here loving someone else? Like exactly. she's supposed, like she's supposed to be exclusively loved. Exactly. First off, she'll probably stab me. Okay. I well, would stab you if you yeah. did something. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is <laughs> on that her how, can, how can we say that we have a relationship with God and we do the things that he hates? Bro, let me take it a step further. And I'm going to leave it at this because you know what I'm getting at. How yeah. can you say you have a relationship with God and you support things God hates? Listen, that's what that. How can you put your support behind things that you know God physically hates? How can you do it and be a Christian? You tell me, because That's I'm right. not going to go any further, but I'm just saying, how can you do that? It's the impossible. Said, the Bible says you'll know them by their fruit, man. And what yes. people don't realize is, is that they'll masquerade it as this person and that person and evangelicals or this person. And, and it's like, no, we don't fight against flesh and blood. It's exactly. what you support evil. Exactly. Would God support this or that? I am not Republican. I'm not Democrat. I'm a son of God. I'm in the That's kingdom. Right. 
Right. So there's stuff on the right and there's stuff on the left that God is displeased with. Exactly. But if you're out there justifying the support of a person and you and they support saying verb vocally, you when I saw stuff like that, Jeff, and I was quiet during this whole process, yeah. I said, mark that man, mark that woman. They're yeah. not of God. They're not of God. Because oh, if yeah. you are in a relationship, you can't. Fam, if you're offered there's to no do way. Someone calls me right now, a famous preacher, and I know they are harlot. I know they're not of God. I will not step on their pulpit. I will not. No, 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 no. Now, if God wants me to preach the gospel, then it's different. But I'm not going to endorse anybody who is vividly in sin. Because what that does is the babes in Christ, the babies are not converted. They're not smart enough and mature enough to, dis to, 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 to discern. So what happens is they'll be like, oh, if this rapper Lecrae has this secular artist on his song, they're going to naturally go to hit that person's Instagram page and be like, oh, I guess if Lecrae says that if, if Lecrae has them on his record or this artist has them on his record or this preacher has them on the pulpit, then it's OK to listen to them. And babes, are, they, they, you do more damage that way. So uh -huh. no, 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 what did I say? What did I say? What did I say earlier? I said religion always compares itself to men. But the yeah. Bible says we're supposed to compare ourselves to God and his word. It does not matter what man says or what man does. That is not the, the, <laughs> the, the, the lens through which I examine my Christianity. And God's word is the lens. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, after the Bible's next, just get ready. They're, they're going to start rewriting the Bible like China has done. They're going to they're they're get rid of it. And so you, better know, God, yeah, you better know God for yourself. And you, you better, better know you God. Better know. Yeah, I, you better be able to stand in that day because if your roots are not deep, 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 they're gonna come and cut down the tree. Make no, make no mark about it. Yeah. But a tree that can be cut down, and if the roots are still there, it'll grow. It'll grow. But if you don't have any roots, they're gonna pull you up, and it, and it is gonna be. Mm. Oh, Ooh, anyway, man. Well, that's what happens when you put two preachers on the podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now. Now Back for the fun what, stuff. See, 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 see. Faith, yep. family, food. Right. In that order. Except for we food. do family, faith, food in our podcast, but in the order that you said we do faith. <laughs> yeah. Food, food is food is top three. Yeah. Food. I love food, Jeff. I'm telling I love, you, when I, you. Bro, when I, I already when Bro, when I get to heaven, man, I'm gonna worship through my eating. You saw? Did you see that uh, barbecue I sent you the other day, where he pulled the bone out and stuck it into the top see, of the bun? And you know what I hate about those things? They're never. That you can't in my go out city. and get them. Yeah, they're not in my city. Exactly. All these good food places are not where I dwell. Yeah. All, okay, so, let Let me tell them. So, y'all, me and Ezzy love food so much that, like, on Instagram, like, I I look at all these food food uh, pictures, and mm -hmm. um. I, uh, we will send each other uh, like the video or the picture of the food that we know each other likes. And we're like, man, <laughs> we want to eat all the food. That's the problem, though. Man, but, uh, I wish like the cartoons, man, where you had a little think bubble and then they reached up and, and, then, and ate the food. Man, I wish exactly. I could do that. Exactly. Oh, let me. Find all right, bro. Up. All right. So what we'll do, we'll do the whole, uh, you know, three. Um, I think we're going to do three top. Top three fast food chains, our favorite. Favorite, and I'm going back in time too. And this was I, it, yeah. this was difficult. This was difficult for me because I was like, man, 
growing up, there were certain fast foods that was actually a joy that yep. I probably can't eat there now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I so guess we'll wanna, do. You want to go three, two, one, or one, two, three, two, one? Yeah, three, two, one, and then yo. So we'll go from the bottom. And those in the comments, in the live chat, post y'all's number three when we say our number three. And those who's watching later, post your number three when we say number three. Yep. You know. Yeah. Uh, let me see, Jeff. Man, so you want to go first with your number three? You want me to go first? I want you to go first. <laughs> man, I don't even. So my favorite fast food of all time. No, the third one though. I mean, the, the top three of all time. Oh yeah, because what because what I really have my favorite fast food places now in my top three. My number three will have to be. My number three will have to be fast food of all time from a kid into now. Mm-hmm. Will have to be checkers number three. Checkers number three. So I'm, yeah, I, I, we didn't. I, I don't. Ha- I haven't had it in years. I haven't had it in years. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't really. I don't know if I've ever had checkers actually because we didn't have them up north. We have them here, but Join has forbidden me to go there. So maybe it's not checkers. Maybe it's not checkers. I don't think I would do checkers. Well, checkers is the one with uh, it has like a it's a red sign, and it has like a flag out front that has like a, a black and whoa. white. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Now, now I appreciate that being in your top three. Yeah, but that can't be number three. Just joking. <laughs> All right, my number three, Jeff, will have to go to. Of all time, bro. Jack in the box. Number three. Bro, that's on my list, but it's not number three. It might boost up after I hear what you have to say about Jack in the Box. Yeah, Jack in the Box is, I hate to say it, but I'm about to tell you, it's my number one. It's your number one? I love, I love. Uh, oh, oh, no. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. No, nope. Jack in the Box is number two. Bro, wait till I get to my number one. You already know what my favorite one is. You and I used to go there in college. Hold up. Hold up. Let All me right, What's your number three? Up. What's your number okay. three? Number, number three is Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. But it's my number one chicken restaurant. But it's my number three fast food. Because here's the thing. They've got shakes. They've got chicken. The, the customer service is out of this world. Every single person I meet in the drive-thru, I would allow them to watch my sons as their babysitter. Like they're like they just seem like <laughs> they yeah. just seem like good Christian girls and boys. You know what I'm saying? So Man. I love I love Chick Fil A, but it's it's my number one chicken place. But it's my number three uh, fast food. Okay, okay. wait till my you number- hear what my number one is. You're gonna slap yourself for not saying what 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 yeah, I'm gonna will. say because because it's hard to think about all the fast food chains. My number two would have to be Chick Fil A, and okay. that's because of late. It's because of now. Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's that's like, fine. You can, yeah, you can do your top three now or back then. Mine's oh, so, Jack in the Box. So no, no, no. So when you say okay, so with your number three, your number three was what? Jack in the Box? No, uh, my, no, my number three is Chick Fil A. My number now, two. What you, and you're so tell me. So tell me. Let's tell tell the people what you get from there. What would you get from there? So um, Chick Fil A. Okay, <clears> so uh, when we were in college, we had a Chick Fil A in our um, uh, in the Eagles Nest. Yeah, you remember. Um, but anyway, I always get the uh, number one. Joanne likes the one with the pickle and the cheese. I don't understand putting cheese and pickles on chicken, so I don't really do that. Maybe that's a southern thing. I don't get down with that being from Pittsburgh. Um, but I get the number one that just has the chicken and the pickles with uh, that good barbecue sauce and and the fries. And then I always their peppermint milkshakes. Cool. My mom just said mac and cheese. Mom, they don't. What are you talking? Oh, from Chick Fil A, they do have good yes, mac and cheese. Sir. All right. 
Somebody said Chick Fil A is my number two. Oh, Texas Roadhouse. That that's great, but that is that's not fast food. That's a restaurant. So we'll save that for next week. Foods. We'll do the top three restaurants next week. Maybe that'll yeah. be on mine. But anyway, so I get the number one. Uh, what do you get? What was your your number three was? Uh, uh, Jack in the box. box. What do you what get I, from what that? I, what I used to get from Jack in the Box. See, see, when I when I went to Jack in the Box, I wasn't in a state of fine. Uh, my finances wasn't where it is today. So, so when I went to Jack in the Box, I really got I got the chicken sandwich that was a dollar and twenty something, twenty nine cent, and I would get the big cheeseburger. I think they had on sale for like a dollar and so, and so I would get the burger. But what would you get if you went there today? Oh, I haven't been since I elevated. Oh, if I go to Jack in the Box right now, I might I might relapse. All right, well, I tell, all right. So I tell whenever you finish that, I'll tell you what I got from Chick Fil A's my number. I mean, uh, Jack in the Box my number two. I'll tell you what I get from that. All right, so my number two, oh, so, oh, okay, my number two is Chick Fil A. Oh, what I get okay, from Chick Fil A? Yeah. So what do you get from Chick Fil A? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a man that likes to be confined in numbers, I like the number one and number two. I don't like to be confined. Yeah. So what I, I mean, is, I'm just saying the number one is what I would get most of the time. But like, I love, I love almost everything. Even I even think, their salads, I love too. I think, bro. I think a part of me when I order from Chick Fil A stems from my poverty mindset. Because when I was growing up as a kid, I never got a drink because I'm like, why get a drink when I can get more food? Yep. And oftentimes the meal yep. becomes cheaper if you just order, yep. you know. So even like, even, you know, God is still redeeming me. But anyway, so I go to Chick-fil-A, yep. I get a chicken, I get a chicken sandwich. They always ask me, do you want number one? I said, no, ma'am, I just want the sandwich, no meal. Yeah. And I get two large fries. I'm still like that too. Joanne's the exact opposite. She she's like she like somehow she gravitates toward the most expensive thing on the menu. <laughs> I, 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 don't know, do. I don't know. I don't know. But I told her she's a queen, so she has to act like one. So yeah, I can't fault her for that. I give her her props. Um, all right. So you do you do kind kind of one two, but you you go for the sandwich. I go for, for the sandwich. my and number now, sometimes two. for sometimes Jeff. I'll, it depends how I'm feeling. I either get the Chick Fil A sandwich and two large fries. Well, I get a Chick-fil-A sandwich, a large fry, and their mac and cheese. Mm. And I love their nuggets, too. And what about their breakfast menu with those chicken minis oh, on the biscuits? Jesus. I just get the Chick-fil-A biscuit with egg white. Yeah. I like, the, I like Yeah. So my number two was Jack in the Box. That was your number three. My Jack in the Box, I always get a sourdough jack. No. Yes. That's exactly. what, when, when, I first, when I got my YMCA job. Yeah, I started go. What I did was I made the big burger. What was the double? It was a double cheeseburger for Jack in the Box, right? It was their mm -hmm. big burger, right? I told them to for extra forty cents, give me the sourdough bread. Exactly, that's what made me fall in love with Jack in the Box. Yes, that's why I love Jack in the Box. When that butter and that sour, man, I, that's why I can't go back to Jack in the Box because I have money yes. now. And and if so, and if I go to Jack in the Box, I would get two of those sandwiches. So they don't they don't have a jack in the box here in Georgia, which sucks. But I mean, it's just terrible. But I always got sourdough jack fries, and then guess what I got for my guess what I got with it? What you get with it? A chocolate banana milkshake. Man, you love milkshakes, bro. Bro, I'm telling you, you need to try a chocolate banana milkshake. You remember those things that the ice cream? Do you remember the ice cream man when he used to come with the chocolate banana chocolate bars in the frozen thing? It's Bro. like taking that and putting it inside of a milkshake. Never Don't knock it until you try. All right. Got so what's your number two? Oh, you told me. Oh, that's what you the sourdough jack. Yep. 
Number two. Now, so are you ready for number one? I'm gonna let you do number one because you're gonna you're gonna be so upset when you don't say what yeah. I said. That's why I want you to go first. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset because Bojangles is king. No way. Bojangles, bro. Bojangles. No. No. What's your number one? Cookout. Now you're right. Cookout. Cookout shit. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, bro. Exactly. Now, now it's not number one. Now cookout is good, but I think because. Man, Come I'm, on, man. Right. Did you know at Cookout, you can get an extra Oreo for free in your Oreo milkshake? Or you get an extra, you get an extra whatever for free? I didn't know that. Jeff, come on, man. Jo Sometimes Joanne, like, like she wonders where I went and I disappears because I went to Cookout. Like, I love that. <laughs> I like, like Cookout. She's like, she, she, she's like, Jeff, I know you would never cheat on me, but for a brownie, my goodness, you would Listen, just like the old, run the out the house and said, I can't help myself. Listen, man, I think that's why my wife has to never worry about women, man. She has to worry yeah, about Yeah, but food is a problem. Yeah, yeah. A problem. Now, let me ask you this, though. Is Five Guys a fast food place? No, it's not, it doesn't have a drive-thru. Okay, because I was going to say, if it was that, I would choose Five Guys. Yeah, we, so we'll probably have that in our top three. I'm sure Five Guys is top five in my, in my book as far as restaurants. Like, I have to physically yeah. get out of my car and go inside. We're talking about now, cheese, cheesecake factory is like my top. We'll be talking about that next week, Jeff. The people yeah. will show up next week if we talk about it now. All right, maybe we'll skip it to throw it around. All right, no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, uh, so your number one, but wait a minute, hold on. So, so I said cookout, so and you said Bojangles, but we didn't say what we would get from there. Bojangles, so, yeah, go ahead, Jeff. No, so what would you get from Bojangles? And I'll tell you where I would get from Cookout. It just depends on how the Lord is leading me. It just all depends on how the Holy Spirit is leading me. All right, but I mean, basically, you would just get like, like, two a, piece, like a two piece. Sometimes I get the three piece with the two thighs and a leg. Okay. And I get like, uh, I'll get like Cajun, the, the seasoned yeah. fries, or I'll get if I want to, if I feel a little dirty, I might get the dirty rice. But Do you want you want me to tell you something though? You're gonna be so mad at me, but don't judge me, please. I won't judge All you. right, judgment-free zone. I'm, I'm a false religion right now. I hate fried chicken. What? You hate, or you just I like hate it. fried chicken? I hate it. Joanne tries to get it all the time <laughs> as it disappeared. Bro. I hate fried chicken. How can you hate what God fried? I love wings. I love chicken sandwiches. I love chicken tenders. I hate what? fried what chicken. chicken. Sandwiches fried chicken. No, what I mean is like I don't know. I know, but it's chicken breast. I don't like chicken. I don't like fried chicken thighs and fried uh, drums. I don't like that stuff. You don't like bones. Exactly, but I like wings. It's weird, isn't it? Jeff. I take that back. I did like. I liked one person's fried chicken when I was at Disney World in Hollywood Studios. They had a 50s primetime cafe. <laughs> You're wrong for putting it up on the thing. Um, and they had fried chicken, and I really liked it. But no, I do not like fried chicken. Like if we go to like Publix or Kroger, because like we don't we don't want to uh, cook or whatever, and like we're getting something from the store, Joanne will always like like want to get like fried chicken or whatever from like Kroger or Publix. And I'm like, no, nah, that's terrible. Why can't we get wings or something like that? I don't know. I think it's because maybe I haven't had it right, but I just don't like it. I'm sorry for the confession. Okay. So, so, so you, you, like, be, you like little fried wings. You like little fried chicken, but not big fried chicken. Yeah, I like wings. I love wings. I just so do you, not so you, like so when you go to Publix, do you get the, the the fried, like the double breaded fried chicken wings? Uh the ones with bones in them? Yeah. Joanne gets that. I get the regular ones. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? Like she likes the crispy ones a lot, but I get the regular. I get like the the uh, hot and spicy or whatever, or like honey barbecue or something. Because like you, you're from up north. That's what I think it is. I think it's because yeah. I'm from. We had no choice but to love chicken fried chicken drum, at least drumsticks, drum legs. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, for, so, so for my, for my, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we'll no longer have the podcast because we have. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, hey. My, what, what, what was my number one? Oh, cookout. My get- number one for cookout. I get the burger that has the. Uh, the onions, the bacon, and the fried onions, the bacon, and that nacho cheese on top, like that. It's almost like Velveeta shells and cheese. You remember that from back in the day? Oh yeah. And 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 I get the double one, and um, uh, with fries. Yeah, my mom said I love chicken. So I like chicken thighs. I like boneless, skinless chicken thighs. I love it, but I do not like the bone in fried chicken. I don't like it. I don't like dark meat. I like I like I like the chicken breast, but I don't really care for dark meat. Whereas Joanne, she loves dark meat uh, like dark and doesn't meat. care for the chicken. All breast. thighs, all thighs, bro. I'm sorry. I apologize. I repent. <laughs> so what you repent in, uh, in, yeah, uh, what is it called? You need deliverance. We gotta get you delivered, bro. You gotta get you some. Well, but I understand though. It's not that you don't. I like think chicken. just. I think I just didn't grow up on uh, grow up on it, you know, and like. Plus, man, when you can make homemade pasta, there's nothing like homemade pasta, man. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the South version of a fried now chicken. We should I mean, talk, the next another episode we should talk about our top three um, genres of food. I think that's what it's called. Uh, type uh, yeah. like Chinese or American stuff like that. Oh, okay, yeah, let's do that. So we'll do that. Let's get up out of here, man. We getting we we yep. we're, we're burning the midnight oil now. Oh yeah, lost. Well, nine, nine, nine o'clock is midnight for us. <laughs> when you a man, you gotta work. Yeah, exactly. Right now. That's exactly. We love right. y'all, man. I, pr- I we hope yeah. that you enjoyed this podcast, man. I let Jeff end it because I started it. I don't want to. Uh, no, I just want to say thank you all for joining us. Listen, at the end of the day, I hope you heard our heart that we're not against religion. We're against false religion. We care about that. The most important thing is this, and and our heart goes out to you if you've been hit by religion that you would just know that Jesus Christ loves you and that he does have a standard, but his standard is not man's standard. And he wants a relationship with each and every one of us. And uh, the devil is a liar about the go Buccaneers. Uh, That is not a spirit. And that's my aunt uh, Jeannie. And she's saying that nonsense because she likes Tom Brady who uses witchcraft to win the Super Bowl. But anyway, we're not going to get into that. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, go look it up. It's true. So anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, no. Uh, uh, well, I don't care about that stuff. Uh, you know, I'm a Steelers fan. But anyway, um, yeah. Just thank you all so much for watching. We we enjoy you. And um, like as he said, we're going to be doing this every week now. So uh, it's just something that we felt led of God to do, and it's going to be great. So thank you all for watching. We hope that you enjoy your week. We pray blessings over you and believe that God. We'll be there for you during this week. For those of you that are hurting, know that there is a way out. Sometimes it's instantly and sometimes it's a process. And we're going to be here through all of that. So we love y'all and we bless you in Jesus name. Y'all take care. We'll see y'all next week. Lord willing. Love y'all. Peace. See you guys. Bye.